today is Sunday School Day. I mean, we're talking about Sunday School today, and there's going to be a presentation uh, after the service. Uh, I don't want to say after. I want to say just sort of put on with the end of it, because I don't want it separate. But we're going to talk about Sunday School today because it is, it is so incredibly important. I am going to give a short homily, therefore. Now many of you breathed a great sigh of relief. But this one will be short. Cross my heart. Hope to die before tonight. Stick a thousand needles in my eye and all that stuff. But this will be short. And I want to talk to you so earnestly about our children and about the education of your children. You know, a week ago, maybe it was last week, maybe it was two weeks ago, I was talking about what's the most common passage of Scripture, and I said, well, it's obviously our Father who art in heaven, and that's true. Uh, the homily was on John 3.16, and yes, that's a very common passage of Scripture, I grant that, and Jesus wept. However, there is also a very common passage in the Old Testament a passage that many, many quoted yesterday in many parts of the world, and I would like to use it as my text to exhort us about our children. And it goes like this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might, and these words which I am commanding you today shall be on your heart. Are you listening? You need to listen carefully. And you shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. And you shall bind them as a sign upon your hand, and they shall be as frontals on your forehead. And you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. The Shema, quoted by Jewish people for centuries. And it's not a passage just for them. It's a passage for all of us. It is a truly significant and important passage. Jews didn't go to Sunday school. They went to Monday school, Tuesday school, Wednesday school, Thursday school, Friday school, Saturday school, Sunday school. They always went, a good family that is, where it was done what was supposed to be done. Now... The most profound statement I'm going to make today is the next sentence. Don't count on the church to raise your children correctly in the faith. It's not my job. And it's not Simona's job, who is the superintendent of our Sunday school, the chairman of our of our Christian education team. And it's not the teachers in our Sunday school's job. Oh, it is partly their job. Parents, it is your job. Grandparents, it is your job. And those of you who don't have children, it is also your job. It is our job, but it is not to be done. It's not simply something that's done at church. It's something that needs to be done every single day. Listen to this once again. And you shall teach them diligently to your children, and you shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. That seems to me to be like all the time. Doesn't it to you? It's all the time. 
Who can possibly do that? David and Linda Braun. David and Linda Braun did it. My mom and dad. I got it seven days a week. At morning prayers, I almost used to pray that my parents would forget morning prayers. But they never did. Not one time, ever, for the 17 and a half years I lived at home. Ever. And when I returned, it was always there. Day by day, when we sat down, at every meal, I don't remember a breakfast where there was not something to do with God. My mother read a little book with names of missionaries we would pray for. My father read a little devotional and we prayed. But that wasn't all. We memorized scripture and there were times that my parents would teach me what these meant. The only people, you know, this is not a boast, it's kind of sad. Do you know what Sunday school basically was for me? It was the morning I taught the Sunday school teachers. Because I knew more than they did. They dreaded having me in their class. Because I knew, I just plain knew more. When you get it seven days a week, you ought to. And I did absorb things pretty well. Now what I am encouraging you to do, parents, grandparents, all of you, don't count on this just taking place at church. You know, the teachers start at 9, and sometimes your kids don't get here until 9.10, 9.15, 9.20, 9.30. And the teacher has to start all over again, or feels like starting over again. I'm not even scolding you. I'll get them here on time. But I'm not scolding you about it. Don't think it's going to happen in 45 minutes. Well, what would you do? What would you teach your children? You know, I have to be careful when I go to my children's homes because I need to make sure I don't violate their customs. The Deacon Tom and Wendy, at their home, I need to remember what the grandpa does the prayer, but we start out, Our Father, who art in heaven. There is teaching every day, something every day. It needs to be there every day. What could you possibly do every day? Folks, your values in terms of their priorities are going to surface in the conversations you hold in your home. It's just going to show up. If politics are your number one value, then your children are going to grow up and be Republicans or Democrats or whatever. They're going to follow you more than likely. But if you grow up in a home where there is nothing more important, where there is no priority beyond the Lord God of heaven, your children are going to grasp it. And there will be teaching. How do you do it? You sit them down and you say, well, this is the, the lesson this morning is. Well, perhaps. But that probably isn't the way you're going to do it. It's the conversation. But often, a very important word's coming out now. Very intentional. Intentional. Yes, some of it's not intentional. It's just in the course of conversation. But intentional teaching. What does it mean to pray the Lord's Prayer? How long is a child going to grow up before he tries to figure out what does it mean? Give us this day our daily bread. How long is a child going to grow up before he figures out what does this mean? Thy kingdom come. Could you teach your children that? Could you teach them what it means to pray thy kingdom come? 
Could you teach them what it is, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven? If you can't, we can find you the stuff to teach it. Or I'll teach you what to teach them. We can get there. That's not that difficult. Or, here's something else you can teach them. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. Folks, this is our creed. And you know, the children usually memorize it relatively early in life, and some of them memorize it about 50 times faster than you know, those of you who are older. They can memorize the creed, but do they understand the creed? Do they mumble, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, be begotten, not made of one essence with the Father? Do you teach them what that means? Do you teach them that the Son is consubstantial with the Father? <laughs> I put that out in fairly theological terms. Do you know your children need to know that? You say, well, Orthodox don't do that. You know, we don't really teach our children like that. That's Protestant. Oh, that's baloney. It's baloney. We teach our children. You know, one of the, one of the great sidelight stories of some of the great controversies in the, in the fourth and fifth centuries, uh, the, it's just a side uh, comment that often gets made. Even in the fish markets, they were discussing the homoousian and the homoousian. The difference between the two of being consubstantial with the Father, being one or like. The same or like. Oh, there's a difference between same or like. But we, we need to teach these things. You say, well, I'm going to leave them to the priest. Do you know my biggest frustration? If I preached to you as long as I wanted to, you'd get it for one hour and five minutes every Sunday morning. Because that's how long I normally used to preach. And now I know exactly to the second how long I do preach, because I have to look at it on the digital counter. And then I feel guilty sometimes when it goes over 20. And I'm so proud when it goes under 10. And I say, they loved me today. Teach your children at home what? Anything about our faith. Not just the technicalities, not just how we make the sign of the cross, but why we do it this way. What's involved? Why do we do it? What does it mean? What does it mean when you bless your children at night? What it means when you put your, do you do you bless your children when you put them to bed? You ought to. Ought to bless them. Teach them. Teach them the Lord's Prayer. Teach them the Creed. You want to know something else you might want to do? Memorize Scripture. Teach them Bible stories. Get a Bible story book and read it to them. They need to know those stories. You say, well, Orthodox don't need to know those stories. Oh, you do too. You know, we get in here, I, I, we get in here at Vespers and Matins and we hear the hymnody and there's sometimes I say, well, there's one that just went over everybody's head because they don't know that story from the Old Testament. If you knew the story from the Old Testament, the hymn makes a whole lot more sense. You need to know it. Don't count on St. Anthony to raise your children in the faith. They are your children and grandparents, they are your grandchildren and all of us. We need to take the responsibility to teach our children at home. And then let's be really looking forward to the presentation the Sunday School is going to make today and pay attention to that.